episode 575 of Good Luck High Five. That's right. You're listening to a podcast that's for you if you play Magic the Gathering. Whether you have committed a murder or you have not committed a murder. (gasps) We're welcoming murderers to listen to our show. Well, I don't know the circumstances under which they engaged in murder. (laughs) We're here for you either way. I'm one of your hosts, Maria. I'm another one of your hosts, Megan. And that spooky intro (laughs) should have clued you in. So spooky. (laughs) That we are talking about murders at Karlov Manor this week to celebrate the pre-release coming up this weekend. It's, of course, our infamous Judge Rob episode ahead of a new main set for Magic. He's going to be here to explain for you all of the very complicated cards or tricky interactions that might come up so that you are ready to head into that pre-release with confidence. Absolutely. Uh, Pre-release this weekend, Arena release is the 6th, so you're not going to be able to play with the cards first on Arena like we used to be for only a little while, but... You there know, was an interlude. There was an interlude, and like you could ha- mess up at arena, like wouldn't let you do things that were illegal. Well, guess what? Yeah, <laughs> IRL. You're gonna need some Judge Rob knowledge so that you don't do something illegal, like, like murder. murder. <laughs> <laughs> Although you can apparently still be a listener to the show, <laughs> we don't judge. I don't judge. That's for Commander Court to judge, <laughs> and people in very expensive British lawyer wigs. <laughs> oh. Thousands of pounds. Thousands of pounds. Anyways. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I'm super excited for that. Uh, before we kick off the show, though, uh, we are back here recording live uh, in person at the appropriate time. I don't know how to talk about time on this show <laughs> because you're hearing it in the, the future. But time. you know what I'm saying? Uh, we're not recording this ahead of time. We right. are here yes. on the day that we're recording it. On the day that we are recording it. Wait, uh, every time on the we're week here. of release, we are recording the week of release there we go. of the episode. What and a nice, succinct way to say it. <laughs> because of that, we are able to celebrate our new patrons who have become new or increasing members since our last recording a couple of weeks ago over on yes. patreon.com slash glhfmagic. Thank you so much to all of our patrons, but especially to our four new $5 or more a month patrons, uh, Josh, Yay. Troy, Eric, Yay. and Maddie. Thank you so much, everybody. Yes. Uh, we're so excited to have you join the fam bam. And because of that, you all get puns. Uh, Josh, we're not Josh and you when we say <laughs> we think you're great. Absolutely. Who have I got? Troy. 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 I'm not going to Troy with your feelings. <laughs> you're amazing. <laughs> Maddie, we're not mad, D, that you're a patron. No. Wait, how could we be? How could we be? Uh, who's last? Matey? Eric. Eric. Oh, what did I say? Maddie. Oh, Maddie. Which is the one that I just oh, said. okay. Because I had one ready. <laughs> Eric, don't you Derek ever not become a patron. <laughs> ever again. Do you listen to there me? There you go. Do you hear you me? Hear you me? better be, stay a patron, Eric. I swear to God. Uh, wow. Thank you. That last one was aggressive, Three Eric. puns and one threat. <laughs> <laughs> well, you get a pun or a threat that, you know, who can say? Who can say? But you can only find out if you become a new or increasing patron over on patreon.com slash glhfmagic. Get access to early episode releases, ad-free episode releases of both this podcast and the upkeep, by the way. Pretty yeah. cool. Uh, you get a special shout out. You get access to our Discord. And our producers get an extra long episode, which this episode, they're going to find out the story of Judge Rob's birth to Good Luck High Five. Yes. I should have, that the way I said that was <laughs> no, misleading. Was, I 
I was, you could see me be alarmed briefly. Yes. Maria watched me react to that statement in real time. Judge Rob's He's going to tell us all about it. Because was, you know what? He was there. Having heard other stories from Judge Rob's life, it's well, probably alarming. Yes, probably he almost died. Probably he almost died. Yes. Judge Rob, the attempts on Judge Rob's life from just life itself have yes. truly been astonishing. The number of times life has attempted and <laughs> made an attempt on Judge Rob's life. Quite high. <laughs> anyway, if you're a producer, you get to listen to all of that. Influencers get to influence our Commander episodes, which, by the way, speaking of, we've got one coming out this week. This week. Episode number two. Wow. I know. I'm so excited. It's such a fun game. Uh, it's coming out Wednesday the 31st, so mark your little calendars. How many times do I apologize? And do I actually feel bad during any of them? You'll find out because it, it is tracked in the episode. So you will actually have the number. Yeah, the number. But my actual sorriness, not dragged. Zero. <laughs> but uh, everyone who's a patron at $5 a month or more gets at early access to that Commander episode. So that's going to come out on the 30th for everybody who's a patron at five or more. So get you know, hyped, everybody. Uh, we also want to say thank you to Card Kingdom for continually, continually, <laughs> continually, <laughs> you know, continually, because you've got continuing and continually, both of which are true. Or so continuously. Just put, oh yeah, I never, <laughs> I was going to be like, we need to make a new word. Nope. It already exists for continuously being a sponsor of Good Luck High Five. <laughs> uh, Card Kingdom continually being, <laughs> being great. Can, they're continuing to be great. Uh, you can pre-order Murders at Karlov Manor right now over on their website. Yeah. I think this set, I mean, if Loading Ready Run's excited for this set, I'm excited for this set. That's right. That's my bar. And they have just walked into it and ordered an old fashioned. When your friends, right, I'm trying to, like my, the friends of my friends are my friends. <laughs> Truer words <laughs> have never been said. Right? And go. the Card Kingdom is our friend. So by it's by this logic, they're, they're your, your friend, friend too. Unless we're your enemy, in which case they're still so your... Wait, no. Wait, no. No, they're also no. your enemy. <laughs> Card Kingdom, the friend film. of your friend is your friend. <laughs> it's a tough one. <laughs> Hey, everybody. Uh, we've got Judge Rob here in the studio. Hi, Rob. How are you doing? Hello. Pretty, doing pretty well. Uh, you're going to tell us all about murders at Karlov Manor and true. all of the tricky cards, new cards, interactions, and everything else that could trip people up at their pre-release. But before you do, you always kick it off with a good old-fashioned PSA. It's true. Uh, and this time I want to talk about, so I just finished watching The Good Place, which is probably the best that come in the last 20 years, maybe longer. Like it's very very good. It's I've only good. I've only seen I haven't seen the whole thing. Okay, it's it's extraordinary. Uh, but one of the themes that the show of the show is, you get better by doing the same thing over time. You get better by learning something. Every magic game you start fresh. Uh, just like every day you start fresh. Like at the start I don't of the day. remember what yeah. first strike is when I well, sit down to play. Well, <laughs> no, the, 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 yes, <laughs> but also the the theme of the show is that you remember. You remember some things. Uh, they they reboot people. They reboot lives. They they try again. They start they start their whole lives over with just a little bit of memory in the back of their heads, and that's kind of like what a magic game or a day in your life is. For some of us, we remember less than others. <laughs> yeah, and, and that's <laughs> different people remember things and improve at different rates, and that's that's good. But 
Um, my point is that it every day, every magic game is a, it's a new game. It has no real relation to the prior game except for the the bit of memory that makes the past different from the present. And you get to make different choices. You get to make sometimes better choices. And it's true for in a competitive sense when you're like trying to beat people and be a better player. And it's also true in like a social sense. Uh, you can connect better to your opponent. You can engage better with other people. You can be be politer, be nicer. Uh, you could also, even if you don't want to talk, just be nice about it. Hey, I just want to sling spells. Uh, you're never going to have the perfect day, the perfect game of magic, uh, but you have a choice and a chance every time that you start a game, every time you start a day, to do good things that day. It, 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 Each ma- game of magic is the next game of magic yep. of the rest of your life. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, the, like uh, the, the Stormlight Archives references the most important step is the next one. The most important game of magic is the next game yeah. of magic. Wait, how should we say this? Every day okay. is the first day of the rest of your life. Every magic game. Every game of magic is the, the first, first game, game of, of magic, magic of, of the, the rest, rest of, of your life. life. Exactly. <laughs> Put that on a shirt. Yeah. <laughs> That's so true, Rob. Great yeah. reminder. And very philosophical start here to murders at Karlov Manor. Yeah. Also, every murder is the first murder you do in the rest of your life. As well, a, as the a rest no. of your life sentence, more like, am very I right? Possibly. Uh, yeah. So the way we're going to do this, we're going to kick things off by talking about the new and returning mechanics first. And then we're going to go into individual card notes. Yep. Uh, starting off with returning mechanics, yeah. which we are all very excited about this Very, first very one. excited about Investigate. Uh, so let's look at Forensic Gadgeteer here. It's blue and two for a 2-3 creature, Vidalcan Artificer Detective. Whenever you cast an artifact spell, investigate. Investigating is creating a clue token, which is an artifact with two mana and sacrifice this draw card. And it says activated abilities of artifacts you control cost one mana less to activate. This effect can't reduce the mana in that cost to less than one mana. So you've probably seen this if you've been playing for a little bit. Uh, they keep printing it on commander cards. Um investigation just says it makes a specific token type, a clue. And those clues don't tap to sacrifice. Uh, They have an activated ability to and sacrifice this draw card. And so the the forensic gadgeteer here makes your clues cheaper to crack, to draw cards. It's very good. I love this. I love this card. (laughs) Yes. And clues are just going to be around. Uh, If you get the chance to tap them to do things, that's great. Uh, If you don't, that's also great. You just get to draw cards. And so this is just a just a great token making mechanic, great card drawing mechanic. It's on like everything in this set. Uh, they just use the word investigate over and over. And it's a keyword action that just makes that token every time you see it. So excited to invest, do some yeah, investigating. I love investigating. Big, big time. Uh, so the other thing that's back is split cards. Uh, so we're going to look at hustle and bustle here. Uh, so hustle is an instant. It costs either a hybrid, it costs a hybrid red-blue, so either a red or a blue. Bustle is a sorcery. It costs four, it costs hybrid green-red, hybrid green-red, and four. Uh, Hustle says that target creature attacks or blocks this turn if able, and Bustle says that creatures you control get plus two, plus two, and gain trample until end of turn. You may uh, turn a creature you control face up. Um, So when you have a split card, uh, it's two cards, it's turned sideways, you get to cast either side. Um, some old split cards had a thing called fuse. Nothing in the set has fuse. Uh, so you do one or the other. When they're on the stack, they just have the characteristics of the one side that you cast. When they're not on the stack, they have both sets of characteristics. So their mana value is the sum of both mana values. They have every mana symbol and they have all the colors. So this would be are. mana value seven. Yes, this would be mana value seven, which is important for something coming up. So 
the, it, it also has both types, if that matters, when it's not on the stack. So this is an instant sorcery. <laughs> Right. Uh, if it's in your graveyard. It's a weird sentence. It's, it, it really is. They, they've done this a bunch on split cards. They've used it in like uh, Modern Horizons 2 in order to unlock Delirium. Because like uh, oh, yeah. Fast and Furious was uh, was an instant sorcery. I always think it's funny when you're just like, um, I like to cast Bustle. Yeah. <laughs> so you just, it doesn't make any sense out of context. Yep. Well, that's all of them are phrased as X and Y. Uh, and so, yeah, I, w- I would like to hustle. I would like to bustle. <laughs> Same bestie. <laughs> Let's move on to new mechanics. new mechanics. So this is kind of an old mechanic, but it's got some new stuff going on. So face down objects are back. They were in. Oh, it, God. Yes. A face down object was back this morning when I woke up, you know. Are you talking about a cat? Or? Are you talking about a murder? <laughs> yeah. Maria murdered someone and woke up and the body was still face down on the floor? Or maybe she sleeps face down. That's I don't know how she sleeps. That's okay. what I was saying. I sleep face down. Okay. And so like when I woke you're, up. You're, <laughs> you're one of those weird face sleepers. I am. I'm a very small percentage of the population yeah. I found out. You put your do you put your face right in the pillow? Yeah, so I just breathe pillow in. <laughs> Hold on, I need to find out. Whatever your guess is, what percentage of people are face sleepers? I don't think you can call Two percent? face sleepers. <laughs> Stomach sleepers is what I should call it. You're right. I'm going to guess five. Okay, 5%. Rob, what did you say? Two percent? Okay, it's it's more than that, I guess. Sixteen percent. Oh, sixteen percent. Okay, that's a reasonable. That's, that's much more than I thought. Yeah, <laughs> considering that I think that there's three ways that you can sleep. So it is short, falling short of the third True. That, it, that it could claim. Side, but. back, and face. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I do... Or, I would maybe fourth category for like in motion sleepers. <laughs> what standing? Yeah, I in, a know, movie, I mean, like in a moving in a moving car. If you do, if you, if you, oh. if you're a mix and matcher. I mean, you, you mix and match. I mean, everybody kind of does. People roll over, right? Yeah, I suppose. I don't know. Maria sounds like she's <laughs> committed to the face to the down world. lifestyle. Yeah. <laughs> and that's Anyways. how I wake Anyways. up. Anyway. Anyways. Well, face down creatures. Yeah, let's talk about face down creatures. So uh, there's two ways to turn to put things face down in the set. There is cloak and there is dis- a disguise. So uh, let's look at concealed weapon here. Concealed weapon is red one for an equipment. It's an artifact. Equipped creature gets plus three plus so. It is Disguise of Red and Two. You may cast this card face down for three mana as a 2-2 creature with Ward 2. Turn it face up at any time for its Disguise cost. When the Concealed Weapon is turned face up, attach it to target creature you control. And it also is a quip of Red and One. Wow, so you can have face down creatures that are not creatures yes. at all. Yeah, they, they are not creatures at all. Nice. I, I uh, love it. Which is, which is very good. Uh, so, and... So this is disguising. Disguising is you cast it. It is a face down object on the stack. While it's face down, it the only characteristics it has are creature, two two. It has no name. It has no types. It has no mana cost. You paid three for it, but it still has no mana cost on the stack or on the battlefield. Hmm. And ward two. And ward two. Once yeah. it like it doesn't matter on the stack, but once okay. it enters the battlefield, yeah. disguise things will have ward two. On top of all their other things, basically every face down you'll ever see will be a, will be a two two creature. This is a better morph. It's way better morph. Yeah. Um, and that's because morph is pretty bad. Uh, creatures and spells have both gotten fairly better over time, and so it just, was. Yeah, it was yeah. interesting playing Concept Arc here on Arena yeah. and realizing, oh, these creatures and spells just they're not they wouldn't cut it in this day and age. No, they no? they would not. And they're of uh, most morph creatures historically, like. like 
Except murderous cut. Well, shout out to murderous yeah, murderous cut. cut. Shout, shout out to murderous, murderous cut. cut. But the it, the the thing with uh, with face down creatures has always been that they didn't want to make them too good because they didn't want to make you play off color morphs. And yeah. so you you look at these morphs and you'd be like, well, "This is pretty bad." There's no reason to just put a two two for three in my deck. So you want the you want it to be able to turn face up. Gotcha. Uh, but on the flip side, a two two for three is terrible. Like there, I would just never would put a two, two for three with no abilities in my deck. Absolutely not. Get and, out. Yeah. And so either the face up ability has to be pretty good or it has to have some other juice, which in this case is, is ward. Um, disguise is just the same as cloak, except that, or sorry, cloak is just the same as disguise, except that it isn't a disguised thing. Um, <laughs> it, it, it's pretty similar. <laughs> but so, so if you look at a card like hide in plain sight, it's green and three for a sorcery. Look at the top five cards of your library. Cloak two of them and put the rest of the bottom of your library in a random order. So to cloak a card, put it onto the battlefield face down as a 2-2 creature with ward two, just like with disguise. Um, so disguise, uh, you can turn it face up for its disguise cost. Cloak sets another cost on top of that. It says turn it face up at any time for its mana cost if it's a creature card. So I see. So if you cloak a thing, you have to note this one was cloaked, this one was disguised. And you need to track the order in which things came out because your opponent has to know this is the one you played first, this is the one you played second for, yeah. for bluffing purposes. And they have to know which ones are cloaked because those ones can be turned up for the whole mana cost of the creature. Or if they have disguise, you can turn them up for the disguise cost. So you can you can pick. If they have a face down, a turn it face up ability on the B side or on the face side, you can use that. So also if they have morph or megamorph, you could use those to turn them face up when they're cloaked. Same for manifest. If you manifest a disguised creature, you'll be able to turn a face up for its disguise cost. Cool. Um, I have a bunch of other little things on here. Uh, turning things face up is a special action if they're face down. Tell me about it. So yeah, uh, this there's a handful of special acts in the, special actions in the game, like playing a land that can't be responded to. Uh, turning things face up, is a special action, you can't respond to it. It's not an activated ability, you can't counter it. It just is turned face up, you pay the cost as part of doing this. So for example, I can't kill your creature in response to your attempt to turn it Correct. face up. If you if I try to turn it face up, you, you can't kill it in response, exactly that. Um, it also means that uh, you can, res but you can do it anytime you have priority, so you can do it in response to a spell or ability. Um, Turning things face up, it's the same object. It's just as if the creature got an ore attached to it or had some counters put on it. It's so it, if it didn't have summoning sickness, it won't have summoning sickness. It could attack if it could attack otherwise. Um, it just gains a bunch of characteristics. It gains a name. It gains some power and toughness sometimes. Uh, it changes types. Uh, usually gets a creature type sometimes like this. The equipment just stops being a creature and gets gets whatever other stuff is going on. And then other continuous effects that are on top of it will apply to it. So, so if, if I if I had a if I had pants on it, it would keep yep, its pants on. It would, it would keep those pants if the pants could stay on it. So if it turns <laughs> it, if if it turns into a sword, swords oh, can't sure. wear pants. Well, you, snakes can wear pants, but swords can't. Uh, so uh, the the other things to note: face down objects you must reveal either when the game ends or if they move zones. So if somebody bounces your face down thing, you have to reveal it to prove that it has that it has disguise. Even if it's cloaked, you still have to reveal it because it could, anything could be cloaked. Um, there's a card later we'll talk about that makes use of a weird hack about cloak or other face down objects. If you were instructed to turn an object face up and it would not turn into a permanent. So let's say that you have a lightning bolt that's face down. Yeah. And something instructs you to turn it face up. You reveal it and it stays face down. It never turns face up. Oh, interesting. Um, so if so, like the it's like I can't be here. Yeah. 
So is so like bustle that we talked about above that turned a face down thing face up. Well, that if you try to turn a sorcery that's on the battlefield face up, it'll be like, nah, not going to happen. Uh, but if it tries to turn a, a land or an enchantment face up, it'll do it just fine. If you turn an, if you turn an aura face up, it won't be attached to anything and it'll die. Uh, oh, so it does. It does really it, matter. It, it does what really kind matter of what, thing it yeah, is. what kind of thing it is. What kind of thing. There are some auras that had, as this is turned face up, attached them. Um, those, I, I don't recall seeing any in this set that are like that. Um, the other thing is face down things are not tokens. They are non-token objects with no name. So you'll, you'll, use a, you'll use a cloak token, that a cloak or disguise token to mark this, but that doesn't make that thing a token. It isn't one. Yeah, and everybody, make sure you're doing this, by the way, marking your stuff clearly yeah. and le yeah. legibly on yes. the battlefield. It, <laughs> it, watching the PPR, they, were, they, were, they telegraph things pretty well. And by the way, yeah. make make sure to remember to show your stuff before yes. you scoop and put yeah, your cards you back into your yep. deck. It's just, so easy to forget. Yep. And, and just ask your opponent, just like, hey, as we end the game, what is that? I, you got to show me to prove that it has a disguise. That's what I otherwise usually. You're, otherwise, it's a basic claims. Hey, what is that? Yeah. Hey, what is that? <laughs> what is that? And then I point to their deck and I go. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Are you? She's a bad Janet. I think that Maria has done that to me. <laughs> hey, what is that? <laughs> nice yeah, control I'm pretty deck. sure you've done that to me. <laughs> it's possible. Look, I'm not ruling it out. <laughs> well, so morphs and uh, morphs. Oh my gosh, disguise and cloak. Pretty complicated Neomorph, stuff. Yeah. Neomorph. Uh, yeah, it, this is, it's one of the most complicated mechanics that's ever come back. And it's just fun to play a shell game of face down objects. It's, <laughs> ju it's just a blast. <laughs> I'm very um, excited. One thing from a play perspective that the PPR really showed off to me, there's a bunch of creatures with hybrid uh, un, like disguise costs. You can play those in either deck because you can play them as a face down thing for colorless and then turn them face up for just one side. So if you like there's there's ones that are like white, white, two or a hybrid white, blue, hybrid white, blue, two to turn face up. You can play them in a white deck or a blue deck. Very successful. Sure, They're just sure. fine. Okay. Yeah. That's but, a good thing to note. Uh, next up, we have the other new mechanic of collect evidence. Yeah. Collect evidence. So let's look at extract a confession. It's black and one for a sorcery. It says, as an additional cost to cast this spell, you may collect evidence six. And then it reminds you, exile cards with total mana value six or greater from your graveyard. Then it says, each opponent sacrifices a creature. If evidence was collected, instead, each opponent sacrifices a creature with the greatest power among creatures they control. So collect evidence is just an extra cost that can be tacked onto anything. It could be a cost for an activated ability. It could be, uh, it could be a... A cost to for ward. There's something with ward collect evidence. There's like there's a disguised creature that turns up by collecting evidence. And what you do is you pick a bunch of objects in your graveyard that have an appropriately large amount of mana value, and you do not get change back. So, <laughs> well, it, it's so extra, if you Half extract a card, a, yeah. If you it, so hustle and bustle has a mana value of seven. I suppose that could be half a card. You just it, take hustle and bustle. Yeah, you just take you, right you took bustle, but not hustle. No, you have to take the whole card. Okay. Uh, and so you take the whole card. Hustle and bustle has a mana value of seven, right? Yes. We we said that it was one and six, and so that's seven. So this would allow you to collect enough evidence for extract a confession. Uh, so you can you can hustle, and then you have seven in your graveyard for collecting evidence right away. Nice. And some things like like extracted confession cares if evidence was collected. Some things care about the exiled cards. Some things say whenever evidence is collected, do a thing. So stuff will track this on its phrasing. It's a two word keyword action. 
uh, for a cost. And if you can't do the whole thing, you can't do it at all. So if you, which is weird because this card is like, if evidence was collected, and yeah. it's kind of like, well, it had to be. Yeah. Well, it, well, but the point is that you can't collect less than six evidence, and this is optional. As an additional cost to cast this, you may collect evidence six. Oh, I see. I, I missed so, the may. Yeah, but in general, like if you you can't partially pay for a, for an evidence collection, and so if you only have four mana value worth of cards in your graveyard, you just can't collect evidence on them. Um, you can, you can excel any number of cards with total mana value six or greater for this. So you can excel any number of cards to go up above it. If you want, if you want to eat your whole graveyard for collect evidence, 14, it doesn't really matter. Uh, but you can, you can also just kind of eat lands for free. <laughs> I, I don't know why you would, but you, you can do it in case you wanted to. Yep. Well, that's nice. This card's very that's flexible. Nice. Then. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so cases, these are weird. Yeah, these t are confusing to me, Rob. So the so cases, let's look at Case of the Filched Falcon here. It's single blue. It's an enchantment case, which is the new card type or the new subtype. It says when this case enters the battlefield, investigate. Uh, it looks kind of like a saga, except the, the stuff's on the right side instead of the left. So it's it's more like a more like a class card from mm -hmm. from uh, Forgotten Realms. So when this case enters the battlefield, investigate, so you get a clue. And then it says, the second thing is always to solve. It says, this one says, you control three or more artifacts. And then its reminder is, if this is unsolved, solve it at the beginning of your end step. And then the third section is solved. While this is solved, the third thing happens. So in this case, it's blue and two, sacrifice this case, put four plus one plus one counters on target non-creature artifact. It becomes a zero zero bird creature with flying in addition to its other types. So... The, the thing with the, the cases is the first part is always either like an ETB or a static ability. That's this just enchantment doing its thing. Then at your end step, if you have the condition to make the solution true, this there will be a triggered ability. Uh, so to solve, you control three or more artifacts. If you control three or more artifacts when you go to your end step, the triggered ability goes in the stack. Uh, then it checks again during the ability's resolution if that's still true. So if this goes in the stack and triggers, they could they could destroy an artifact in response. And then you might only have two artifacts, which means that the case won't be solved. And then the third section is while this is solved, the third thing is true. Sometimes it's an activated ability like this. Sometimes it's a static ability. Uh, and so, and sometimes it's a triggered ability. There's some that say solved at the beginning of your upkeep, do a thing. Or at the beginning of your combat step, do a thing. Basically, the first part always happens. The last part will be true after the solution happens. And the solution will always happen during your end step. I've got to say, though, right. I, sorry if I'm an idiot, but like <laughs> if unsolved, solve at the beginning of your end step to me sounds like no matter what at your end step, you will achieve part two of this. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but it says to solve, do a thing like to solve this. But this thing is like if true. you didn't solve it then solve you, it. You can't solve it. <laughs> right. Like you can only solve this mystery. But the at only the time yeah. you can solve. Yeah. yeah. The, oh, the only time you can solve this mystery is when there's five minutes it's left in the episode. Your, oh, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, it's at one. your end stuff. Yeah. Okay. Man, I don't know why my brain just cannot, No, it, I had to, I, I had to really wrap my I head around these. I thought it was these. like, I was like, oh, well, if you don't have it, well then, oh, whatever. Just wait to your end step and then you, you get it. But you'll, uh, so the, the, the two solve is setting a time, like is setting a condition and solutions only happen when you're at your end step. And so it, it checks, you go into your end step, 
Do you have the solution to this crime? So you can't solve no. it immediately after no. upon casting. You just have to wait. You have to wait till your end step, step no matter what. Then it yep. will check. Okay. Yep. It d- That's it, not how I read it. That's not how I read have, it. Have you ever watched an episode of Scooby-Doo and you're like, mm, no. old man Jenkins is the murderer. <laughs> About two minutes in? Yeah. yeah. Doesn't matter. But you have to wait for yeah, your you have to wait. Now. You, have to, you have to wait until, until they figure it out. Well, I mean, yeah. It's like Columbo. You literally know yeah. who did it at the beginning of the episode. Yep. You just have to wait for yeah. him to be able to prove it. Yep. I mean, he knows at the beginning of the episode, too, but he needs his sport. <laughs> Columbo hunts for sport? Yes. <laughs> I'd watch that movie. Well, I mean, the, the thing is, Columbo is a, is a being from oh. another universe. <laughs> and he comes to planet Earth to, like, have his murder sport because he needs to survive with it. He, under, he knows from the second he walks on the crime scene, he knows who did it. But he just plays with them the way a cat plays with an already dead mouse until the, he decides that his fun has been had. <laughs> I'm going to move us on before Maria <laughs> keeps talking about Columbo because like it has this is to be stopped. Yes. Or else it will continue. Mm. Well, Columbo's in this set. So, well, okay. Yeah. Suspect. <laughs> yeah. Suspect. So let's look at suspect. Let's look at, at absolving Lamassu, which is white and four for a creature. It's a Lamassu, a thing that only shows up on Ravnica. I think it's a four, three. It is flying, and it says when absolving Lamassu enters the battlefield, all suspected creatures are no longer suspected. We'll talk about that in a second. When absolving Lamassu dies, you gain three life and suspect up to one target creature an opponent controls. Then it reminds you a suspected creature has menace and can't block. So being suspected is a status that a creature has. It's like tapped or untapped. Um, it can it can be suspected or it can not be suspected. And once if you try to suspect something that's already suspected, it doesn't doesn't matter. You already like they're already yeah. on your list. And you can add or remove it. Like the Lamassu here. It'll suspect some creatures and it'll unsuspect other creatures. It clears a bunch of people's names and then picks out fingers a new tar- a new target for the investigation. Um, and the suspected creatures cannot block and they have menace. These are abilities that are granted to them. Uh, so the they can be removed by things that say remove all abilities. Uh, you can't copy them uh, because it's a status. Like if you try to copy a creature, you don't copy if it's tapped. And they but they do remain. If you suspect a face down creature and turn it face up, it's still a suspect. You We're just, like, we don't yeah. care that you took your disguise off. We still suspect yes, you. Yes, we still suspect you. I, there's a lot of different statuses going on in this set, I yes. will say. Uh, I To track on the battlefield? This is wild. This is, an, this is you just have to know something suspected. Like, it, it isn't a, sus, a suspicion counter. Like, it's just remember that that thing is suspected. Oh, that's tough. I bet it'll have a little... I bet yeah, there's little the tracker things, cards. Right, we'll have the little yeah. tracker cards, like uh, Amon Yeah. Oh, yeah, like a little punch out? Yeah, but it's not... Like, yeah. It's not quite the same as a counter. It's, you can't it's, proliferate it's, it. It's a little bit like... Um, uh, what's it called? Detain. Yep, it's it's oh, just yeah. like Detain. It's exactly the same. All uh, right, so that's all of our... Mechanics. N- ...new and returning mechanics here. Some complicated stuff already going on, yeah. we can note. Uh, now we're going to move on to individual cards uh, yeah. and see what we got there. I might note some types because some of these types are great now that they added detective yes, on the type Yes, there are some great types. Uh, so Loxodon Eavesdropper here is green and three for a 3-3 three, three elephant detective. Like, Cute. I, I'm in. I, <laughs> uh, so Say when, no more. Yeah. When Loxodon Eavesdropper enters the battlefield, investigate. Whenever you draw your second card each turn, Loxodon Eavesdropper gets plus one, plus one, and gains vigilance until end of turn. So Loxodon Eavesdropper will remember things it's never seen. Uh, it, it 
it counts the total number of cards you've drawn. So if you draw your card for turn, play the eavesdropper, it somehow is haste, and then you draw another card. Uh, it'll it'll see that you drew a card before it, and then you drew your second card after it entered the battlefield, and then it'll get the bonus. Likewise, if you draw two cards, then play it, and then draw another card, you've already drawn two. That new one won't trigger it. Uh, but he he has he has the gift of past knowledge. Yes. Um, Classic elephant. Goblin mask maker. Uh, single red for a 1-2 goblin citizen. Whenever goblin mask maker attacks, face down spells you cast this turn cost one mana less to cast. Uh, this, just like a lot of these, we haven't seen a lot of cross reducers like this. And it's, it. I had to re-gauge my brain with face down things. If you attack with multiple goblin mask makers, then all your face downs will cost be reduced by each and every face down will be reduced by each. So if you attack with two goblin mask makers, you can disguise two things for one mana each. Nice. What if you attack with three? Then all your face downs are free this turn. Nice. Uh, you still have to pay to turn them face up, but you can play them face down for free. All right. Uh, um, new goal. Yep. Uh, crowd control warden. White green three for a four four creature centaur so soldier. As crowd control warden enters the battlefield or is turned face up, put X plus one plus one counters on it where X is the number of other creatures you control. And then it has a disguise cost of hybrid, white, green, hybrid, white, green, and three. So Celestia, Celestia, three. And this is super cool. Uh, so you disguise it, you turn it face up, and Bam! this, so most of the things that turn face up have like a when you turn this face up trigger. This does not have a trigger. This has an as it enters the battlefield or is turned face up. Turning it face up puts the counters on it. There's no trigger to respond to. If they have a four damage spell, that's too bad. It's going to get a bunch of counters. <laughs> Uh, and so nice. this is this is wild. There's a couple of these in the set, and I just wanted to call it this one because it's yeah. really straightforward Seriously. and also just you can be crazily large, surprisingly. Yeah, this this is easily missed. Like some mm -hmm. people might think it's a trigger. Yep, it looks a lot like a trigger, but it's a replacement effect. Uh, a killer among us, green and four for an enchantment. When a killer among us enters the battlefield, create a one-one white human creature token, a one-one blue merfolk creature token, and a one-one red goblin creature token. Then secretly choose human, merfolk, or goblin. <laughs> this reads like a commander card, I, I just want to say. Uh, sacrifice a killer among us. Reveal the chosen creature type. If target attacking creature token is the chosen type, put three plus one plus one counters on it, and it gains death touch until end of turn. Wow. So your opponent is going to try to kill a creature and hope that they pick differently than you. It's very funny and weird. I love it. Um, <laughs> the... The other thing, you have to note this secretly. I suggest like grabbing one of your tokens, like your your arena code or whatever, and then just write goblin or merfolk or or uh, human. human on it, and then put it face down. Um, and so, uh, but then when they when they're like, "I'm going to kill your goblin," you're like, "I'm going to attack with this human," and they're like, "Oh no!" You can reveal it, and it's very very exciting and fun. Which one of those three did it? Do you think? <clears throat> oh. They're, uh, they're, oh no, I can't tell. The Merfolk. The yeah, Merfolk. The, uh, yes, okay. definitely yeah. the Merfolk. Merfolk's, well, we all thought uh, well, it. Yeah, yeah. Merfolk really like, trustworthy. Like the Merfolk 100% did it. <laughs> look, I don't know. They just look. There's just some, there's such. There's just something about the, their they're, posture. They're not like, accusing the other people. That's exactly, the thing. Because everybody like, else is pointing oh, out no. other people and they're like, That's could a good it be me? Point. <laughs> good point. Yeah. Branch of Vitugazi. Yeah, the branch. So this is a land. Uh, taps for colorless. It has disguise three. <laughs> you can cast it face down for three and then turn it face up for three. And when it's turned face up, add two mana of any one color. Until end of turn, you don't lose this mana as steps and phases end. So, turns face up into a land. It's very cool. Very weird. 
The second one of these ever printed. Um, so turning face up does not clear the damage. Yeah, I was going to say, like, I attack yeah. you with this and then I turn it face up yeah. in combat. It, it, it gets removed from combat because it's not a creature. Things that aren't creatures can't be at, uh, can't be attacking. So, or, so don't or blocking. do that. Yeah, it, it, well, do do that because if you block their creature and turn the branch of oh, Ugazi okay. face up, then it falls out of combat. Great. And it was, you, you and it's care. still blocked. Yeah. If okay. they, if they deal some damage to it and See, then it's, I don't think defensively. Yeah. <laughs> if, if it survives the damage that's dealt to it and you turn it face up, the damage is still marked on it. This probably doesn't matter unless you also animate it later in the turn, but it exists. Um, but yeah, turning face up does remove it from combat though. And it's just like, this is ramp just in a very weird way. <laughs> very bizarre ramp. That's very yeah. true. Um, because it doesn't make use your land drop for turn. That's the other thing. It turns it face up from a creature to a land. It doesn't eat your land drop. Nice. Uh, caught red-handed. Red and four for an instant. This spell can't be countered. And it reminds you, this includes by the ward ability. Uh, because ward is a triggered ability that counters things if you don't pay for it. Well, if you... If you, it does it. yeah, if you, if you ca- yeah. catch their face down creature red handed, another thing about face down creatures, you can look at any face down creature you control. So if you catch a face down creature red handed, you can look at it. So you know what it is. <laughs> um, and so caught red handed, the next ability is gain control of target creature until end of turn. Untap that creature. It gains haste until end of turn. Suspect it. So the thing with this, usually threaten effects like temporary theft are not instants. Uh, they're usually sorceries. That's true. And, this, this, uh, you gain control of it until end of turn. So if you cast it on your opponent's turn, it wears off during their cleanup at the end of their turn. And so even if you do it on their end step, you don't keep it on your turn. Uh, the other thing to note is that suspect means you can't block with it. The reason that they usually don't print instant speed uh, theft effects is because it makes combat impossible. Yeah, your opponent tough. will attack you with three creatures, and you'll take their best, one, take their their second best one, and block the best one, and trade them off. And it is atrociously bad. Uh, just having them in the format always just is very punishing to attacking. But this one, you couldn't block with it anyways. Um, but it does let you know what face downs are they have. I have to point out the flavor text. Wait, stop. I've been framed extremely convincingly. Yeah. <laughs> Which I, I know Graham Stark worked on flavor text for this set, and I I will go eat a shoe if he didn't write that. <laughs> it might have been Kathleen, though, because she worked on the set. Too. Well, yeah, it could have been yeah. Kathleen. I mean, you know, they're married. Yeah. <laughs> they're the same person. That's legal. That's marriage. I mean, I've had this discussion. My roommate tells, tells my wife and I this all the time, and I'm like, that's not true. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so convenient target. We have a lot of those in Minnesota. Convenient targets. <laughs> but oh yeah, okay, yeah, got it. I was thinking of the other target. I was like, I'm sorry, I, I'm really on fire today no, no, after waking up good. face down. <laughs> <laughs> so convenient target is an aura. Uh, it is enchant creature. It enters the battlefield when it enters the battlefield. Suspect enchanted creature. It says enchanted creature gets plus one, plus one. And for red and two, you can return convenient target from your graveyard to your hand. Love it. It's cool. Note that if convenient target gets disenchanted or bounced or whatever and it leaves, the creature is still suspected. It isn't suspected as long as it's a convenient target. It's just suspected forever unless something removes suspicion from it. Sure. Uh, So you can like there's lots of shenanigans you can do with it. Curious inquiry. It's another aura. Single blue aura. Enchant creature. Enchanted creature gets plus one, plus one, and has, whenever this creature deals combat damage to a player, investigate. You can play this on your opponent's creatures. 
so that when they hit you, you investigate. <laughs> I don't know if this is a, ever a good decision. It's very strange. Know. This is just enchant creature. Okay. Also, if the, if you enchant your creature and they take the creature, you you still control Curious Inquiry. Right. And so when they hit you with your stolen creature, like they catch your creature red-handed, they hit you with it, you investigate. They don't investigate. Nice. Man. Oh, no, no, sorry. The creature gains this ability. Whenever okay, this wait. creature does combat damage to a player, investigate. Sorry. So, yeah, the, the creature gains that ability, so the creature's controller always investigates. Um, That solves my brain problems with this. I was like, I have brain worms. I want to play this with my opponent's creatures, and I don't know why. Uh, so you can do it. It always does. The creature will. The creature's controller will always get the the token. I'm I'm old mm-hmm. enough to remember curiosity. Mm-hmm. That's all I have to say about this card. <laughs> Are you old enough to You're remember old. the first printing of curiosity? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> I just mean this is way worse. I'm old enough to remember being curious. <laughs> I'm not anymore. But I remember. We well, used to just be able to draw a card. We didn't have to pay two for it. Yeah, but we didn't get a free token either. Oh yay. <laughs> relevant (laughs) so long goodbye uh black and one for an instant this spell can't be countered this includes by the ward ability it reminds you which is my call out which is the like there's special versions of these that don't remind you of that destroy target creature or planeswalker with mana value three or less excellent so this ward won't stop this but they could undisguise it when they undisguise their creature it probably doesn't have mana value three or less anymore so you can target a target a face down. They'll turn it face up and you, you'll be like, oh, shucks. Oh, wow. That's a sneaky move. Yep. Um, so it's not like it, this looks like it kills those really effectively, but they can just turn it face up and get if you. If they have the mana. Yeah. Yeah. Um, pompous gadabout. <laughs> I don't know who wrote this card name, but it's incredible. <laughs> very, uh, very good. It's green and two for a four two human citizen. Pompous gadabout has hex proof as long as it's your turn. Pompous Gadabout can't be blocked by creatures that don't have a name, <laughs> which is, this is He's such so a good pompous. line of text. Yeah. Stand aside nobodies is his flavor text. Great. Excellent. Tokens have names. Their name is defaulted to uh, whatever type they have and then token at the end of it. So like the clue to- like. Uh, like, bird token? Yeah, bird tokens are, if, if something makes a 1-1 one, one blue b- bird, or 1-1 one, one white bird usually, uh, it'll be bird token, will be its name. Face down creatures do not have a name. So this cannot be blocked by any face down face creatures. down creatures that I want to call morphs, yeah. but I stop myself. Disguised things. Yeah. Also, if you make a token copy of a disguised creature, it won't have a name, because you copied the, the lack of name that it had. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. Repulsive Mutation. Blue-green X for an instant. Put X plus one plus one counters on target creature you control. Then counter up to one target spell unless its controller pays mana equal to the greatest power among creatures you control. So the countering a spell is optional. You can just use this as a trick. The putting counters in a creature component is not optional. You have to choose a target creature to put X plus one plus one counters on. You can't use this to just like Point at a spell but not give your creature a buff. You still have to Yeah, point at a take that, control players. You have to have a creature on the battle. <laughs> well, you have to have a creature. You had to anyways, uh, which is probably why they did it this way, that you have to target a creature. Yeah. But, um, like, you can't... If, you, if your only creature is Shroud or Protection from Multicolored or something, uh, you have to... You can't use this. Um, Interesting. Assemble the players. White and one enchantment. 
You may look at the top card of your library anytime. Once each turn, you may cast a creature spell with power two or less from the top of your library. Mm. This card's in, is so cool. Uh, this is this is one of my favorite new cards in the set. Uh, disguised things have power two or less. This checks the power as it is on the stack. So you can disguise things off the top of your library oh, with assemble the players. Oh, that's awesome! It's very cool. Wow! Because it, because you can't know. Your opponent can't know what the power of the thing is until it's on the stack, right? Right. Because they can't look at the top of your library. So you get to just like look at the top card of your library and be like, disguise. And to be like, wait, <laughs> wait, did you just move a face down card to be a face down card? And you go, yes. Nice. Uh, it's it's very cool. Um, also, things with flash let you double this up, but uh, because you can do it on your turn and their turn. And the flavor text, I have to call it out. All will soon be made clear, but I can give you this. Our killer is here with us in this very room. Beautiful Poirot flavor text. Yes, exactly. Like everybody references this line. Our killer is in this room. That's what? It's a century old now? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, at least. Uh, Audience with Trostani. Uh, It's green and two for a sorcery. Create a zero one green plant creature token. Then draw cards equal to the number of differently named creature tokens you control. Uh, so, like I said, tokens have names. Uh, their default name is type plus word token. So it, they might also be named. There's a card in the set that makes a named Voya token. Uh, but uh, so you'll look at the different types of tokens that you've created over the course of the game, and you can end up with a wide variety of weird names. Uh, but the the plant token from this is named plant token. <laughs> Aurelia, the law above. White red three for legendary creature angel. Uh, Aurelia is a 4-4. She has flying, vigilance, and haste. And whenever a player attacks with three or more creatures, you draw a card. Whenever a player attacks with five or more creatures, Aurelia the Law Above deals three damage to each of your opponents, and you gain three life. So this is a player. When you play Aurelia and your opponent tries to, like, race you, you get to draw cards when they attack you with three creatures. Great. Uh, It's very cool. Um, And then... Anytime that they attack you with five creatures, you just get to three their dome and gain three, which is brilliant. Great. Connecting the dots. Uh, Red and one for an enchantment. Whenever a creature you control attacks, exile the top card of your library face down. And then it reminds you, you can't look at it. Oh. Which is relevant because you can look at face down creatures, but you can't look at face down cards in exile that you exiled face down. Um, Your opponent also can't look at it. They kind of broke this at the pre-pre-release because the game was over anyways. But uh, you, nobody can look at that card. You just face it, face down it. Red one and discard your hand. Sacrifice connecting the dots. Put all cards exiled with connecting the dots into their owner's hands. It's like a, kind of like a Bomat career. I was going to say, it's a build your own Bomat career. It's better than build your own Bomat career. Every creature you control is a Bomat courier. If you attack with two creatures, <gasps> you put two cards underneath this. <gasps> It is incredible. Uh, wow. This card is messed up. Ben drew eight <laughs> cards with it at the pre pre release because he attacked for like three combats. Yeah. Oh my God. It was God. outrageous. It costs two <laughs> mana up front and two mana to activate. That activated ability is an instant, by the way. You can go to your turn with no cards in your hand, crack it on your upkeep, and then draw your card for turn afterwards. Boo. How you, do you really feel, Megan? And you don't even lose a creature for doing so. This is why are you so angry at drawing cards? Why? Because red shouldn't. That's their <laughs> thing. There it is. It's blue's thing. Honestly, I think this should be a green card. Okay. Yeah, it kind of seems as more green. Yep. But you know what? As long as we're taking it away from red, <laughs> I don't care. 
Uh, so coveted falcon, you know, the Maltese falcon. Uh, oh, the Maltese falcon. Yep. It's blue, blue one for an artifact creature bird. Uh, it's a one four. It has flying. Whenever coveted falcon attacks, gain control of target permanent that you own, but don't control. It is dis- disguise of blue and one. So you could play it face down and then turn it face up for blue and one. And when coveted falcon is turned face up, target opponent gains control of any number of target permanents you control. Draw a card for each one they gain control of this way. Great. Well, don't play this card willy nilly. <laughs> well, no, this is weird. So, like, what you, you want to do, yeah. You, like, give it to them, but then you get it back. Yeah, that's whenever it attacks, you gain control of target permanent you own but don't control. Okay. So, like, what you can do with it is, like, on their end step, turn this face up, give them all of your clues that they can, that they may or may not have mana for. And then attack them back with your bird. And then, uh, but then remember, you draw a card for every one of them that you donate. And then you get to attack and take one back. Wow, look at this little bird. It's It's got so much stuff going on. Uh, ownership is defined by if it started in your deck, if you brought it into the game. So if your card that adds things from outside the game, like Wish. Um, or if you, the token was created under your control. So clues that are created under your control, you own. So if your opponent instructs you to investigate, like there, there's cards that say target player, like target player, like destroy target creature and that creature's controller investigates. Uh, that token is created under your control. You own it. You can give it away with your coveted Falcon. It is, this card is so weird. Um, Very strange. I love him. Mm-hmm. Uh, like th- this is definitely a MacGuffin. What a cutie too. Uh, doppelgang. You ready for algebra? No. Uh, yeah. <laughs> blue, green, X, X, X. Sorcery. For each of X target permanents, create X tokens that are copies of that permanent. Anytime you see the number X in a card, if you pick a value for X, every number is the same. So for doppelganger, if you want to make one copy of one thing, you spend five mana. You'll target one permanent and you'll create one copy. You'll be, you'll be blue, green, three. If I want two things. If you want two things, it'll be blue, green, two, two, two. So it'll be a total of eight mana. Six co- uh, six generic and a blue and a green. And then you'll pick two things, and each of those things you'll make two copies of. Oh. Because it's X tokens that are copies of that permanent. <laughs> so you get four copy, four total things, two of each. Uh, yeah. Um it, And then ob- obviously it scales up from there. You pay you pay 11 mana, you get three copies of three things for a total of nine. Yes. Uh, and so it is super cool. Um, like you have to think like kind of sideways to realize that all the X's line up together. Um, and it's, yeah. I think that the right number is in limited is probably make one or two copies but like, I don't know if I'd even play this in limited. This is this is clearly aimed at like, I want to spend yeah, yeah. I want to spend fourteen mana to make four copies of four things. Kind yeah, of, kind yeah. of person. Some commander nonsense. Uh, yep, some commander nonsense. Uh, so ill-timed explosion is a sorcery. Red, blue, two. Draw two cards. Then you may discard two cards. When you do, ill-timed explosion deals X damage to each creature, where X is the greatest mana value among cards discarded this way. You must discard two cards to this, by the way. If you want to, if you want to have an explosion, you have to discard two cards. Okay. Uh, you can't just discard a single five and get everything. You need a five and then a land or whatever. Uh, so, but that's optional. Sometimes you can just draw two cards and be like, nah, my hand's full of ones. Won't do anything. 
Krenko's Buzz Crusher, great card name. Yeah, yeah. Krenko's great. His Buzz Crusher's great. It's red, red two for an artifact creature, Insect Thopter. It's a four, four. It is flying and trample. When Krenko's Buzz Crusher enters the battlefield, for each player, destroy up to one non-basic land that player controls. For each land destroyed this way, its controller may search their library for a basic land card, put it onto the battlefield tapped, then shuffle. So it enters the battlefield, trigger goes in the stack. This does not target, if you note. There's no targeting on this card. This resol- the, tr- the, the triggered ability resolves, and then you pick some lands. Uh, this gets around hexproof. This means that if they want to tap their lands for mana, they have to respond to the trigger before they know which land is going to be destroyed. If they wait for you to pick, it's too late. They can't tap that land for mana anymore. Uh, this is going to be a big player in Pioneer because it interacts with Lotus Field. Oh, which yeah, is a sure. land with hexproof. It doesn't seem that relevant except for the fact that it's super relevant. <laughs> <laughs> yup. <laughs> Delaney, Streetwise Lookout. White and two for a legendary creature, Human Scout. Uh, Delaney's a 2-2. Creatures you control with power two or less can't be blocked by creatures with power three or greater. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> it's just fair. It's just, just fair. It's just, just a true just thing. Fair. It's a true thing. Some, a big, it, you know, Look. I'm going to sneak through the crowd. My 2-2 being blocked by your 6-6 six, six never made any sense yep. to me. <laughs> if an ability of a creature you control with power two or less triggers, that ability triggers an additional time. So the first ability really wants you to have disguised creatures. Disguised creatures sneak past bigger things. The second ability kind of doesn't. It looks like it does, but it checks the power at the time the triggering happens. So if it's a if it's a if it turns up and it's a four four on the other on the front face, it's a four four with as turn so face when faced up ability triggers. Happen. Yeah, so it doesn't trigger. Some of them will. Some of them are two twos or whatever on their on their other side, but or on their front face. But it has to have two or less power on the front face in order for Delaney to trigger. Okay. Uh, Etrata, Deadly Fugitive. A black-blue one for a legendary creature, Vampire Assassin. Etrata is a 1-4 with Death Touch, and it says, face-down creatures you control have black-blue two. Turn this creature face up. If you can't exile it, then you may cast the exiled card without paying its mana cost. <laughs> This is what I was talking yeah, about. Yeah, like, it's in sorcery. Like, yeah, yeah I, reve- I reveal that this is a so lightning cool. bolt and then play it without paying its mana yeah. cost. Uh, and then it says, whenever an assassin you control deals combat damage to an opponent, cloak the top card of that player's library. That's under your control. You just take their card, put it face down under your control. Nice. Then you look at it and you're like, hmm. Hmm. <laughs> You've got to have a good, like, you know, poker face for yep. this set. And so you have two ways to turn it face up then as a note. Well, maybe three. Uh, so if it's a disguised creature, you could use the disguise ability. If it's if it is a creature, you can pay its mana cost to turn it face up, or um, it, you have Etrata's ability. Note that if Etrata dies or leaves the battlefield or whatever, that face down creatures can be turned face up for four mana goes away. So you want to keep her around to allow uh, to allow you to uncloak things because otherwise you just have a bunch of cloaked randoms. Uh, but. <laughs> I mean, it's still super cool. Yeah, <laughs> like every party I go to, yeah, yeah, a I'm bunch of clo- cloaked <laughs> randoms. <laughs> it's, a, it's another way to say somebody has real NPC energy. <laughs> they just sat in the corner with a cloak. cloaked random over there. <laughs> oh, massacre girl! Massacre girl, the known killer. Uh, she's back to kill again. <laughs> uh, so, black, black two, legendary creature, human assassin. So she works well with the Trotta. Uh, she's a four four with menace. She says, creatures you control have wither, uh, which is a mechanic that hardly anybody remembers. 
It's half of infect. Creatures you control deal damage to creatures in the form of minus one, minus one counters as long as they have wither. And it, What's she also it, says, hearthstone damage? Yeah, damage reduces toughness and power too. Uh, it, she also says, whenever a creature an opponent controls dies, if its toughness was less than one, draw a card. Arena's interface suggests that toughness is reduced by damage. It reduces the toughness, right? Right. If if, yeah. if, if a creature takes some damage, the toughness ticks it down. It turns red. Yeah, it turns red and ticks down. That is not actually reducing the toughness. That is Arena noting how much damage it will still take to kill that creature. Ma- like, normally, damage doesn't reduce toughness. Massacre Girl gives wither to everything, including herself. So that means your creatures do reduce toughness when they deal damage, uh, which is her intention. Uh, this is a weird old mechanic from Shadowmoor Eventide that, like, just, it's the bad half of Infect, basically. Uh, but it's super cool, it, like, for them to bring it back for Massacre Girl, because now she gets to just put a bunch of minus one, minus one counters on things. It's also strange that minus one, minus one counters and plus one, plus one counters are in the same set. I This might be the first time they've ever done that. Yeah, I think it's very cool, very flavorful. Um, excited to see it on her. And I yeah. once again, Flavor Tech's not going to park this set. Did I do it? You'll have to be more specific. <laughs> it's just very, it's very good. good. <laughs> oh, the, the other thing to note, if something has both minus one, minus one, and plus one, plus one counters, and it, it doesn't die, right? then they will cancel out and they'll both vanish. That, I think, is weird. That's nice. But uh, it's so that I you don't have to track both independently. It's nice. So, it's, <laughs> it so nice. let's, let's say that you have a 2-2 creature, and it has four different counters on it. Two of them are plus one, plus ones, and two of them are minus one, minus ones. Do you want to bother? No. 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 Like, I don't. Yeah, you just want to Get take them, them off. That's, that's okay. the state-based action introduced in Time Spiral. Um, so I guess that Time Spiral had plus one, plus ones, and minus one, minus ones together. Um, then they just stopped doing it since then. So it's been, I don't know. 18 years, 19 years, whatever it is. <laughs> wow, this, uh, that's all the cards you have that's here. That's what I have listed, yeah. Um, wow, uh, I'm very excited just yeah. talking about these because these these cards look really cool. They ser- they seriously do. And I think the whole sub game of like being um, coy with what your face down creatures are or yeah. if they're a creature at all. Yeah, the yeah. face down weirdnesses, like I, I loved this in Onslaught and Cons. Uh, getting to like fake out face downs, uh, soul read your opponent and be like, exactly. I know which one this is. Uh, we don't have, I didn't see that we have the, the onslaught problem. Um, so there was a, there was a problem in onslaught where they had um, two face down creatures that were, that were three mana to turn up. And one of them shocked if you had dealt combat damage to an opponent. And one of them was a, like a three power first striker. And so if your opponent played a face down creature and it, it like, you took your turn. You took your turn and played a face down creature. They could attack you, and then you were stuck. Whatever choice you made was wrong. Yeah, because you had to yeah. guess whether or not they had the red creature oh, that had wow. first strike or the red creature that shocked when it hit, when it dealt combat damage. I didn't see anything like this in that set. I think that they've they've avoided doing that because uh, cons did not have that problem. Yeah, cons uh, had the you all, just always want to kill the face down creature. There's no there's no yeah. reason to let it sit. Um, and you basically like. There's there's not a lot of traps like that. There's a lot of weird stuff that is just random. There's another there's another collect collect them all like ooze against humanity. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> um, magnifying glass is back with art that you can actually look at this yes, time. Yes, delightful. We're all happy about it. We're all happy about it. <laughs> I love the the weapons, the clue type weapons. Oh, like the clue weapons, lead are, pipe, and uh, yeah, just. Knife. Knife. Yeah. A card named Knife is also yep. very card, good use of a one name magic yes. card. Yeah, they they they've probably been sitting on that for forever. They're like, do we want to use this? Like, I know that all the good one word names they've probably got listed and they're like, 
how are we going to spend this? Yeah, exactly. Uh, rope is the most powerful of them, I think. What does rope do? Uh, it's a single green artifact clue equipment. So all these equipments are like all the, the named ones from clue are clue equipments. Uh, this says equipped creature gets plus one plus two has reach and can't be blocked by more than one creature. Oh, that's a lot of words. Um, and then two mana and sacrifice it to draw a card, and it is equipped three. The most important thing is that it can't be blocked by more than one creature. So if it's suspected, you both have to block it with two because it is menace, and can't block it with with more than one. Yeah. So it's entirely unblockable. So it, like if you have a, a suspect with a rope, they're free to kill as many times as they want. Oh, <laughs> uh oh. Wait a that's second. That's horrifying. <laughs> that sounds like a problem, you yeah. guys. Yeah, it really is. Uh, that sounds. Oh. That sounds. Like we've created fine. a problem. Uh, yeah, uh, set looks great. Um, I'm excited to play this, and uh, hopefully you all are as well. And let us know how your pre-releases go, everybody. Yeah. Yeah. I let let me know how how much you detect. I'm excited about like all the detectives. I kept on like looking at cards and being like, I want to mention this as a great name or great flavor text. I mean, it, they. Like, uh, I've said yeah. I don't ever so recall many. saying it this many times in a Judge yeah. Rob episode. So and there's flavor. there's ones that I did like Private Eye. Like, I mean, come on, that one private is, incredible. is incredible. So good. <laughs> Uh, but there's there's all sorts of these like hedge whisperer and like there's a card called chalk outline. Yep. I mean, come uh, on. Eliminate the impossible. Eliminate the impossible is an incredible card name. It is very it does good. cool things like it just over and over. I kept on reading these and I'm like, this is what I want out of a magic set because you can't use a lot of these anywhere else. Flutsam like, and Jetsam. That's a card yeah. name. Yeah. Excellent. I mean, that could have been used, like, I think that they probably, the A and Bs, they probably save for split cards. Sure. Uh, but, like, that could have been a non-split card name, which they try to not do on yeah. non-split cards. There's, oh, there's an unreadable mana cost in this set. Um, <laughs> Leyline of the Guild Pact. I, <laughs> yeah, but you have to try, Rob. <laughs> well, no, no, no. This this mana cost is is green, 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 or you can spend any color instead of one of those greens. Yeah, it's secretly uh, a green card. Yeah, secret. it's secretly mono secret green. green. It gives you four devotion to green for Nykthos. Fun. Um, <laughs> okay. Yep, because yeah, all of those yeah, are yeah. green mana symbols. Yeah. That's going to see Pioneer play. Uh, but, yeah. there. It, I I'm very excited about this set. It's time to name the cutest and grossest card. Uh, what do you got, Megan? Well, you know, a lot of people sent me a lot of leeches, which I don't appreciate. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I appreciate it. Thank you for thinking of <laughs> the things that I think about. Uh, but also, no thank you for putting that in front of my face. Yeah, of course. Uh, slimy dual leech? No thank you. Two leeches? Absolutely no not. No way. Fester leech? Disgusting. And it's eating a bird. What an atrocity. <laughs> Like what, how dare you, the sir? The audacity. Uh, quite frankly. But the grossest card is. Why did you <sighs> zoom into it? I don't know. Just because, <laughs> just because I like, I don't know. Because I can't like, just like with all centipedes, I cannot fathom yeah, how gross. No, like it's so you. gross. I can't wrap my mind around Absolutely it. Absolutely not. It's the not. rock farm mortipede. You. Because yep. you. No. Like, what is happening there? Actually, don't tell me. <laughs> I don't want to know. I don't want to know what's happening in this card. Yuck. Uh, it's gross. So hard pass. But also, it's the grossest card. Yeah. So not pass on that. Um, thankfully, we have a nice palette cleanser and the fact that there's a yes. million cute cards in this set. They really are. I'm just going to list off a few here of the runners up. Neighborhood Guardian, a beautiful unicorn. Oh, yes. With so lo cute. Long, long horse hair. And not... 
not a murderer. Not a murderer. Innocent. Well, they, they say in the flavor text that it's not a suspect, but you can suspect this unicorn. Wow. wow. You can, but, you the, can, but the agency will not. Yeah, the agency won't do it. Yeah. Okay, got it. A bubble smuggler. Great name. Very cute octopus yep. fish. Oh, great yeah. creature type. Um, coveted falcon. Get on the list. Yeah. This bird is cute and he's made of metal. That's just a cute <laughs> thing for cute. a bird he's to be made cute. out of. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got Anzrag's Rampage, which is a sorcery, which doesn't often get included in cutest card. Um, but this is like a, a mole um, and it's a mole god. That's the mole god right there, as yeah. far as I'm concerned, that they said was in this <laughs> set. And uh, this is pretty cute, a mole god. Uh, a locks it on eavesdropper that we talked about. Yep. A cute little elephant with its ear to the, the crime world. Um, forum familiar, you're a cat, you're on the list. This cat is eating a, a ham hock, which is wow, also- this cat is having a great time. A card in the set. Yeah. So the, the cat and what the cat's eating are both in this set, which I think is very cute. Um, ham cat is what I call this card. Yeah. Uh, Private Eye, the homunculus detective, uh, adorable, uh, A+. Plus. Wow, Maria will give anyone- <laughs> She, she needs them to have An jobs. An honorable mention. She needs I, them I to will. be short and have jobs. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, but the number one cutest card of the set should go to none other than Tunnel Tipster, which mm. is a mole scout uh, who is extremely cute, coming out of a tiny little hole, <laughs> doing the job of scouting for clues, wearing a cloak, adorable. Um, when your perp goes underground, I know where to find him, says Tunnel Tipster. Here's five dollars. Go, go, go nuts. <laughs> Very cute. Very cute. And this was a set where we got a mole god. So I just feel like we've got to give it to Tunnel Tipster. All yeah. right. Being adorable and being in a set with a mole god. And My personal mole hero is going to be Hamcat. Hamcat's great. Hamcat's Ham great. I do love Hamcat. That's Hamcat comes in second. Good job eating that ham, buddy. <laughs> that cat's doing a great job eating that ham. <laughs> Everybody, thank you so much for listening to our Judge Rob ep of Good Luck High Five. Yeah. I want to personally extend my hand and also my heartfelt thanks. <laughs> but, what are you doing with your hand? Well, it's when I was, you know, you you picked up on the fact that it wasn't an entirely neutral hand extension, like a handshake. Yeah. It was, in fact, one of those little grabby claws. <laughs> But I've got a like extendo gadget version and uh-huh. it extended out from my hand, but it only had a claw on the end, but you have to shake the claw. Oh, okay. Like one of the grabby guys. All right. So. A claw to claw shake. That's, Thank you. That's the shake I'm offering. Yeah. You take it or leave it. Take it or leave it. <laughs> you do it. You do at least have an option. <laughs> you do. You can leave you it. You can leave it. <laughs> uh, we want to know how your pre-release went everybody. Um, so if you're a member of our fam, go into the uh, Patreon Discord because I want to see your pools. I want to know what you built. So that I can take your knowledge and put it into my brain and repurpose that knowledge through my victory at my right. pre-release. So I am using you, but it's for a good cause, <laughs> which is me winning games of magic. Wait a second. <laughs> That's a great cause. You know, I think so. Hmm. <laughs> anyway. Hmm. Oh, my God. <laughs> anyway, thanks to everybody who's our patron, patreon.com slash GLHF magic. Get yourself a pun or a threat before the next episode. <laughs> Um, we, we'd love to either pun, pun or threaten you. Pun or threaten you. Either is fine. Well, um, I really like that we're opening it up as another you know, option. It's just more, more options, more for more fun. Um, you can check out Card Kingdom at cardkingdom.com slash GLHF. Thanks once again to Judge Rob for yeah. dumping his brain knowledge on us. Um, and for all of our producers and above, guess what? <laughs>
was for the producers. You get only. number one. You get one Megan sneeze. <laughs> Everybody else that's going to be bleeped out for all the producers. You're going to be able to hear that. <laughs> so, so it's just going to sound like I swore. <laughs> yeah, I guess it is. <laughs> For everybody else. So if you're it not a producer, what you're going to hear is being like, this is just for the producers. Beep. Well, to be fair, our producers, uh, extra long episodes have been, they've been a little saucy. That's oh, true. The producers know what All I'm right. talking about. Wink, wink. Uh, but we're going to get back to Judge Rob's story of Judge Rob's birth with us in a second. Everybody else, thank you so much for oh. listening. Like, share, subscribe, ring the bell, and give yourself a claw five. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>